Welcome back to Have an Opinion, the season four finale. You waited over half a year for it, basically. Last episodes were in April. We're going to talk about our plans for 2023. We're going to review an episode of The Twilight Zone with a little Christmas theme, and then we're going to talk about Christmas itself in this short little We're Back, whether you like it or not, episode. And we promise when I'm back in my apartment, the camera quality will be much better. But anyway, that's what's on the menu on Have an Opinion. Welcome back to Have an Opinion from my parents' house in the kitchen, not even the basement. Because if you were to go into my basement right now, there would be no traces that the number one opinionated podcast was ever recorded down there. Uh, because the minute I moved out, bang. They moved the, out with you. They pretty much. The uh, next crap was all thrown in a corner, and the corner is where we used to do this show. I didn't even take Kyle down there because I thought he might start hyperventilating. Uh, but anyway, Kyle has been off the face of the earth since you recorded this episode. So how are you? Good. Good. Other than, you know, patiently waiting by the phone for the call. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Well, that's good. Uh, we did record a lot uh, in April. Whenever the last bunch of our episodes came out. Yeah, I was saying we did like, what, two? Yeah, we did two or three. We did the trivia episodes, which might just be cursed because we had the recording issue here where it just yeah. had a playback issue. We did it down there and the camera cut out. Uh, through the second game, and we ended up doing three, so that was basically worthless. Oh, and that was going to be an actual board game. Yeah, that was with uh, like Trivial Pursuit or something. So we'll do another trivia battle. We have a lot more planned coming up in the next few months. With that being said, um, I will be getting married next year, so I'm hoping to get That's about. Huge. Two, it is huge. I don't know if Kyle will be allowed over for more. Right. Uh, I hope he would be. It's huge in more ways than uh, But anyway, before I move, which should be anywhere between April and June, uh, hoping Kyle can come down in January, early February, maybe late March, early April. We'll get two recording sessions in. Uh, seasons I know. We'll get two seasons in, maybe three-ish episodes of pop, release bi-weekly, maybe do a special or something too. It's a little off from what we normally do, but a little right. fun video. It could be a work uh, visit. <laughs> it could be. So uh, those are our plans, just very quickly, as always. Thanks for your support. Uh, hopefully we're back in a consistent schedule here with my new job. Bless the Lord. Things are a little more uh, cut and dry in terms of what my schedule looks like. So knock on wood, uh, the economy and nothing ruins that. Uh, but, yeah, really excited about what we have going on today. Uh, because it's a Twilight Zone review, something we thought would be kind of a pillar of this show, but it's actually been something that we don't touch on too much, right. despite it being one of our favorite shows. Kind of fell to the wayside for the cop-out Kyle's Files. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kyle, why don't you uh, tell us what went into this choice and uh, how we settled on this episode in particular? Sure. Uh, the episode is called The Night of the Meek, and uh, it's about a mall Santa who is uh, down on his luck, we'll say. Uh, he definitely he doesn't live in the... You know, the nicest neighborhood and uh you know christmas is a very sad time for him because he sees how bad some people have it and mm -hmm. how you know kids when they're young they just you know they want presents or they want whatever it is they want for christmas and all he sees is kids not getting what they want right and uh the rare episode of the files that takes place christmas time i don't 
There's one other one that we've watched before that we talked about called uh, Changing of the Guard. Mm-hmm. It's about that teacher who like yeah. wants to kill himself and he finds out why he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I think they're on winter break, if you can call that a Christmas yeah. episode. Uh, Night of the Meek, Season 2, Episode 14. Twilight Zone is not on Netflix anymore. I think we looked no. Paramount Plus. Uh, yeah. Or, or a uh, site yeah. that you can find. Uh, Pluto. Uh, Pluto, Pluto has seasons one and two. That's where I watched it because I just looked it up to see if I happened to have any of the uh, sites it was streaming on, and it was on Pluto. So, Perfect. season two, episode fourteen. If you want to watch this legally, the Night of the Meek aired December twenty third, nineteen sixty, two days before, with a nice little seven point nine out of ten on IMBD. So, with all that in mind, we'll jump into the actual summary of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll give our thoughts on it. And it's very fitting, Christmas time, that we picked this one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, put on your Santa hat, get your hot cocoa, and listen to us talk about it, I guess. Or watch it first. That would probably be a little more helpful. Sure, I mean, yeah, 20 minutes. It's so <laughs> not asking a lot. So, so, kids are at a mall or a department store or whatever you prefer. Sure. And a man says, Santa is going to be back at his throne by 6 o'clock. And this is confirmed when we see... a. I almost called it an old-fashioned clock, but a clock's a freaking clock. So clock. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a clock sitting there that you can adjust the hands, and it's at six o'clock. So that tells uh, sets up the next scene, which is we cut to a shot of Santa sitting at a bar, and yes. he tells the bartender goes, "Hey, it's six thirty. You want me to tell you when it was six thirty? And he goes, "Give me another drink." So uh, we already kind of get this picture painted early, Kyle, yeah. of uh, what kind of guy this Santa is. Yeah. And uh, that's basically what I touched on before. You can tell he's kind of depressed. He's not necessarily drinking because he's happy here. It's pretty. It's a pretty sad scene. Uh, yeah, he's down at I believe Jack's place, but Jack's not there. It's Bruce is running yeah, the bar tonight. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, so the boys like, "It's Jack's place, but this is Bruce. Jack's not in." <laughs> a funny tidbit he did. Uh, so Santa orders another drink, and we hear that he owes like six dollars, which in 1960 was probably quite the tab. Sure. Uh, now it's less than an hour's work of a minimum wage hourly rate. I don't know if that was necessary, but it's a comparison. Good comparison. Uh, there's this weird obsession that whoever directed this has where there's like some stained glass windows, I would assume, and there's an actual window portion that you could see unblurred. Yeah. And people keep looking through it, and they do this uh, shot numerous times. Shot, yeah, this yeah. particular shot, there's kids in almost each of the three windows, like, oh, Santa, Looks Santa. Yeah. And... Uh, so that was a little creepy because the one's literally like got his nose. He looks like a pig man or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Which were the Twilight Zone, the pig man. As they <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about that, but I did. Uh, anyway, the bartender goes on this really weird tangent where he tells Santa that he lets the power go to his head basically every Christmas. And he gets a phone call and Santa reaches for the, I think it's a wine glass. Whiskey. You can't tell it's a black and white wine. Sure. I would assume, yeah, whiskey, brandy or something. Mm-hmm. You don't sit at the bar and have them pour you a glass of wine. At least not that I'm aware of uh, that being too frequent. Uh, and he basically tells him to get lost and then insert Rod. That's it. Rod, he walks up right behind him, actually. Uh, <laughs> he stumbles out of, the, uh, out of the bar. I believe he greets those kids mm-hmm. and... Uh, he basically just, like, as soon as they start telling him what they want, he starts crying because he knows that he can't give his yeah. kids even, like, a glimmer of hope. <laughs> and thanks to Rod, we know the Santa's name is Henry Corwin, and he's unemployed, but every year you can bet your rear end that he'll dress up as Santa Claus. And he, I think this is where we get a little insight into this is a poor neighborhood and... 
Yeah. Something about bringing joy. Something much more intelligent than what I just said, but sure. that's the uh, bare bones notes there. Uh, so Corwin arrives at the mall late, as you might guess from hearing the uh, timestamps there, and the mall guy's basically chewing him out, and the first kid gets up to him. <laughs> yeah, there's some really good quotes in this uh, next 30 seconds. First kid gets up to him, and he just falls on the ground. Santa, not the kid. And the kid shouts, look, Mom, Santa Claus is loaded, which really got me laughing at 8 o'clock this morning. I laughed out loud last night because the right before that happens, he said, what's your name, little boy? And the kid's name is Percival Smithers, <laughs> which in 1960, Percy, they call him Percy, fine. Right. I've always wondered what Percy was short for, now I know. <laughs> but like, And he's got this weird look, and then that's his name, and then as soon as he gets up to Santa, he just falls he goes to get him a gift and he just falls it's right a good fall too he he yeah. tumbles it I think looks, that's why it's so funny because he probably, just collapsed it's a really slapstick like it's almost comical the way he just spills out of his chair and then the mom finds the department store manager is she the og karen she says i will never trade in this store again <laughs> Hinting at some bartering. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to barter for a cheaper price on friggin' body lotion or something with this guy. Uh, so anyway, he go, he gets fired. That's uh, that's all they heard about Santa. And he goes on a rant about uh, peace and love and how he has trouble displaying his emotions. And it's this weird rant that seems really... I don't know if out of place is the right word. I think for television back then, it was a little... Because it was like a very emotional rant about like about christmas and like mm-hmm. the people who don't get to have great christmases any time and i was like wow that's a really good monologue but it's so weird because it's it, in a twilight zone episode in the 60s like it felt really out of place yeah i guess the would be theme, the best way to describe it it's like the episode starts off kind of like dark and it gets a lot more lighthearted as like which is good but it was also like oh my gosh like that was <laughs> and good writing by rod but it didn't fit Compared to some other episodes that are, like, sad the whole episode. It felt like it should have came at a different point. I'm not saying it didn't make sense, but we just saw this kid or this guy fall on his face. Right. And Percival Smithereen saying, look, Mom, Santa's loaded. And then he gets up and delivers. Then he gets up and just gives it. Like, he shouldn't have been able to talk if he just fell sitting straight up in a chair. Like, he should not be able to coherently think. Uh, I agree. But nonetheless, he goes on this rant. And it basically ends with him saying he would like to see one Christmas where the meek will inherit the earth, which is a Bible verse, Kyle. I know you did a little Catholic school, but I just had to remind you. That is a beatitude? That's the word. Uh, Look, I was ready to lecture you. You flipped it around. I was sitting there like, what are those? The beat? I never thought Beatitudes. I knew they weren't Psalms. I was like, what are these? It crossed my mind because it was like Night of the Meek. And I'm like, gosh, I haven't heard anyone use the word meek. I knew it. Meek had to be Bible. I don't see many people use meek outside of the uh, Blessed are the Meek uh, parable. That's what I think I thought it was. Beatitude. Uh, So Santa tries to go back to the bar. He's told to get lost. And that's where he finds a big bag of toys and whatever and starts shouting Merry Christmas Cut to a commercial about the new Harrison Ford movie or show, whatever the hell it is. And then we are back and Santa Claus is bringing a bunch of toys and whatever to these old people, to this lady while she plays the piano. I had no clue where they were. Yeah, and she, then she was supposed to be a nun singing in like a church, but it didn't have that appeal. However, I don't know what 
churches and that would like in the 60s. And I don't know what kind of church it was. They just refer to her as sister and mm-hmm. nuns, So, And we'll touch on another part of that in a second. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, a policeman walks in and... Uh, oh, where are we? Uh, yeah, a policeman walks in and he asks if he has like a receipt for this stuff and if he's drunk and Santa can't provide a receipt. And so the store manager... Uh, well, actually, hold on. Out of practice here. Uh, they basically walk outside, and they're asking him more questions, and Santa delivers the line, as long as it's putting out, I'm putting in. <laughs> Which was... Uh, in reference to the, the in, magical bag. The magical bag reappearing gift. with what, exactly what everyone needs in it. That was probably really clunky. My apologies. Oh, no. uh, and That's the, the Twilight Zone part of this episode, is the magical bag that has right. exactly what you want out coming out of it. And I was more focused on this, and that's why I kind of butchered that in terms of continuity. Uh, it says Mission House on the outside window in the background. Oh, okay. So uh, we end up learning it's a Mission House, but Got for it. the three minutes they were in there, I had no clue what this building was supposed to Makes be. Makes sense why it's not necessarily a church, yet they're still congregating like it was. Mm-hmm. And right. so, Mr. Dundee, I think they say his name before this, but this is where I picked up. Yeah, uh, the store manager, Dundee. he comes back and is like, oh, this is all mine. This drunken idiot robbed my store. Ha, ha, ha. He has a really annoying voice, too. And I was hoping this guy was made to look like a fool at some point in this episode. And uh, a funny tidbit, that actor plays one of the jurors in 12 Angry Men. And he plays a very quiet, gets bullied and it's just—it's a very uh, completely opposite character. I can see that though, based on his build. Right, he's a small guy. You right. don't expect him to be so mean. So he does—he plays both very well. So he also ends up refusing, much like the cop, to believe that the bag just produces whatever you want. Sure. And he asks for this very specific brand of brandy. Mm-hmm. And would you believe it or not, Santa pulls it out of the sack. Here he you go. Uh, and so the bag is empty, and Santa tells the old man from earlier, there was an old man in the mission house earlier who wanted a cane. He ended up producing a cane. Now the guy stumbles out uh, after Santa had given the remaining contents of the bag to right. these kids out front of this building. Uh, and the old man from earlier comes out, and he tells him that he wanted to be the best gift giver of all time, and he hopes he can do it every year. So that's after, his Christmas wish. Yes, that is Santa's Christmas wish. Correct. And so he walks through town, and there's a freaking sleigh with reindeer in front of it, <laughs> and an elf. I didn't know if it was an elf or supposed to be Mrs. Claus. If he no, got some, was, if yeah. he got, he, he asked for some booty at some point. And that came out of the bag. Uh, but he calls her an elf, so we yes. have confirmation this it's is an indeed elf. an elf, not a ho 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 booty call. And he walks over. And we see Dundee and the policeman walking out, mm-hmm. hammered, at least Dundee is. Right, from his he even The policeman right. even makes a joke like, oh, you can't tell him I was drinking on the job, haha. And right. again, 1960s, so they probably couldn't actually do this and make it look good, but they basically go, is that Corwin flying in a sleigh up yeah. there? And we just see them looking in amazement, which is kind of cool that we don't see it. We just have to kind of... Yeah. Use our own interpretation. Yeah, definitely one of the better aspects of the Twilight Zone is not always showing you what's there and then, because of the technology. Uh, Rod closes it out with a nice little Christmas wish, and he quotes the Beatitude about the meek and mm-hmm. end scene. So right. that was a quick rundown. Uh, we got into some of what we liked and didn't like to begin with there, but uh, overall, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, yeah, we, we had touched on this a little bit. Um, over a, you know, a good Twilight Zone episode... 
it's definitely middle of the pack. I think it's a really good Christmas story. It's a I don't I'm trying to think of the word. Not a very common Christmas story. It's mm-hmm. got Santa, but it's not really all about Santa. It's got it's more so about the gifts, but about making people happy on Christmas, the Christmas joy, um, which I think that aspect gets touched on in movies that would come later uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it was good for a 20-minute show that tells that kind of story with that message, that good monologue at the beginning that, well, it doesn't necessarily fit, that's probably a good message for people to understand or hear, you know, relevant in 1960, and then... I don't know, watched it, what, today, yesterday, and I didn't think it was that out of place compared to some other No, I think a lot of those Christmas shows and movies kind of have that theme of the Christmas magic or whatever, Uh, and this is no different. Mm -hmm. And again, I want to kind of reiterate what you say. It's a fun episode. It's it's got good Christmas cheer. It ties into the Bible. Uh, Again, the Bible thing doesn't really matter. That's where it comes from, but it's good to know that. But it's tying into other elements of, you know, people's beliefs and stuff. Right. And my main gripe, however, kind of comes from the fact that it doesn't feel Twilight Zone-like. Again, you don't need to be spooked by the Twilight Zone or, you know, get some thought-provoking thesis thrown in your face and be clutching your blanket going, Oh, God, I'm scared. But... That's kind of what you've come to know. Right. Well, and there's year. nothing in this episode that's really that crazy. And again, it doesn't have to be. In terms of Twilight Zone episodes, this isn't a great one. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe not. No, I don't, I don't think that's too, too hot. It's, it's a fun Christmas thing. And I get they probably don't want to do something crazy and make everyone fear Santa two days before Christmas right, right, right. or something. But is it a good little holiday episode? Sure. But in terms of Twilight thought-provoking... You know, modern messages mixed in thing. I don't know if I can say it's a great Twilight Zone episode. I, co- I completely agree. In the spirit of Christmas, it's fun. I think for the people at the time, it was fun. There's a couple Twilight Zone episodes that are more almost like comedy episodes than they are suspense or you know, horror for the time. Um, and I feel that way about most of them. They're fun to watch. It's cool to see what was funny and what was going on back then. But it's not what you want out of the Twilight Zone. It's not what made the show critically acclaimed. Right. And, again, there's nothing wrong with that. You kind of want to understand the season. Sure. Understand the uh, vibe. I hate that word. but (laughs) No, no. And I think Rod does a good job. Like, obviously, you know what his bread and butter was. But I still think he did fine writing this up. If he wrote this one. I didn't check. But I think he did fine. I think it was him and two others. But, again, we're not dunking on anything. Right. Probably might come off that way. But... It's fine for what it is. It's just in terms of great Twilight Zone episodes, it's not there. That doesn't mean I... I would still even recommend watching this. It's just a fun little Christmas watch. Yeah, good seasonal watch. If it's the middle of June, you probably aren't missing much watching this one. Right. Uh, But anyway, in the Christmas theme, uh, this is going to be relatively quick. We have a really important business meeting in about nine minutes, actually. Uh, (laughs) So we got to get going. But uh, Christmas is here. We did a Christmas episode, another one of our infamous HAO Lost episodes. That's it. Uh, I understand you had some things prepared for me, so the kind people at home don't need to listen to me ramble and trip over thoughts again. So why don't you why don't you take the reins? I would love to. I will hit you with a speed round of a couple popular Christmas questions. Let's do it in the the effort of time. Are cookies the best Christmas dessert? That's a yes or no. Are cookies the best? I'll give you my thoughts after. I mean, I associate pie with Thanksgiving. Sure. When I think of Christmas and desserts, I think bacon Christmas cookies, decorating Christmas cookies. Absolutely. So whether or not they're the best, they're definitely the most versatile. There you go. They're definitely the most fun. So I'll say yeah. That's 
that's my my point. You got candy at Halloween. You got pie at Thanksgiving. It's nice to have a meal for Christmas because everybody eats different food on Christmas. We right. Make homemade pizza on Christmas Eve or the Christmas. That's day. the least surprising thing you've ever told <laughs> me. Your obsession with pizza it is, is unmatched. It is. I didn't know it spread to the whole family. Oh, uh, to be fair, I'm the only one that eats. You know, buckets of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, sled riding or tubing. That's tough. Someone's like, these here. guys don't snowboard or ski. Uh, no. 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 See, I wasn't that rich. What, that's what you I'm not rich to begin with. My dad doesn't like to move. Uh, probably tubing. I don't know. Something about tubing was always a little more interesting to me. The smoothness of tubing is great. And also, if you're tubing down a super long hill, however, if you're looking for speed, sledding all day. Or I, uh, jump, hitting a ramp. We, uh, my parents got me a tube one year. Probably 11, 12. I think I've heard this story. And... <laughs> We have a hill in our backyard. It's nothing crazy, but it's enough to amuse you. If you get a good running start, you can yeah. shoot down the hill, and there's a lot of runoff space for if you do go faster, you're not going to slam into anything. Got this really nice tube one Christmas, and I kept going down. Nice. Neighbors were over, and so we had a nice path evened out to go down, get a lot of speed because it was so packed down. Right. And I'm going down this hill, and I hear, and then I get to the end, and it stop, and I'm just sinking. Yeah. And That's the one downside of any I, I flip it over, and there's just a gash like this Huge. long, six, seven inches on the under on the, the undercarriage. The undercarriage. <laughs> and um, I walk back up defeated with it just blowing in the wind, going, <laughs> making an awful rubbery wind sound. And there's like this much of a root sticking out, and I was just pissed from that little beaten down path. And uh, I had a similar. I can't look at a tube ever since. <laughs> That's the only downfall. The, the smoother ride. But it comes at a cost. Is snow football the best snow activity? Considering sledding, snowball fights, making a snowman. I mean, we're biased because I know what me and you are both going to say. And we've never, I've never been skiing or snowboarding. I'm sure if I had done that, those would probably be up there. Because I'm sure there's nothing like that adrenaline rush. But I can only answer based off of what I've done. I love snow football. It, it feeds into every kid who athletically peaked in middle school's body to go out there and just play with the guys. You can hit each other without being worried about hurting right. someone unless you do something really dirty. Right. And it's kind of levels out everyone's ability because you are in the snow. You are slower. Right. And there is usually wind and stuff blowing at your face. So I think it's a really good even playing field for everyone to just have a really fun time. I agree. It, uh, it lends itself to being very good for uh, trick plays, which is something oh, yeah. you enjoy. <laughs> and also you on TV or you watch TV and you see these guys and they're just crushing each other more so in like old school football than mm-hmm. now. And the snow allows you to do that. You can run full speed at the guy who's running full speed at you and assuming you don't plunk heads, you're both going to fall into a big right. pile of snow. And you got a big knit hats on anyway. Exactly. Now, I would play without snow, but that's just because... <laughs> that's like for another day. Much. All right. Uh, would you rather go somewhere warm for the holidays or be, say, where we live, where it's a traditional cold, snowy Christmas? I That one. I, I don't snowy. understand the appeal of, like, we're going to Fiji for Christmas. I get if you can afford that, sure. go ahead. But for me... To really embody and really feel that Christmas spirit. Nice little dusting, grass is covered, doesn't need to be a blizzard. Right. Just grass is covered, snow, lights bouncing off the snow, reflecting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just feels more Christmassy to me. And that's going to be it to each their own, but that's my opinion, and it's our show, damn it. So. That's, that's what I would say, too. I don't mind the heat. It doesn't bother me like it used to, but I think for Christmas, it's nice to have a cool, cool breeze. Mm-hmm. And let alone snow, obviously. That's beautiful. 
Uh, I've got two more, and these are really just a callback to the episode you had mentioned. Um, we did Best Christmas Movie and Best Christmas Song. I did Christmas Vacation 1, Home Alone 2, Elf at 3, The Santa Claus at 4, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas at 5. Now, I don't have your rankings written. I didn't know if there's anything in there that sticks out to you as horrible or something you would add. I mean, not really. There's I see a lot more people almost every year saying Die Hard or whatever. Uh, is that a movie that takes place during Christmas? Sure. But is it actually a Christmas movie? Maybe, maybe not. Right. Uh, someone brought up that Home Alone's not really a Christmas movie. Uh, my girlfriend, or I'm so sorry, my fiance pointed that I out too. You. Uh, you're damn right. Uh, pointed out that you know it just takes place during Christmas. There's really no Christmas themes to it, and so that's when I immediately let off Die Hard a little bit. But they're traveling for Christmas. It doesn't happen if it's not yeah, Christmas. The whole rocking around the Christmas tree with Santa and all the Michael yeah. Jordan and so I don't know if that's enough to make it a Christmas <laughs> movie though, my friend. Uh, regardless though, uh, Home Alone's up there for me. Christmas Vacation, I love. It's a classic, even if Chevy Chase is not a good person. Uh, art from the artist, baby. Um, yeah, there's nothing crazy there, and Christmas Vacation's my number one. Elf's probably my number two, just because it's one of the first adult, non-animated Christmas movies I ever watched. Sure, I remember Uh, having this, uh, exact discussion. I'm I'm glad to see we haven't changed So, uh, yeah, I just watched one called Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck, and then Christina Applegate's in it, James Gandolfi, a ton of big names. It's kind of stupid. One of those, like, early 2000s? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. He, like... Ben Affleck pays James Gandolfi's family to inherit him for Christmas, and shenanigans ensue. It's a really weird premise, a really weird movie, but it, it made me laugh a few times. It, was, it wasn't it was awful. That worked. I'd go out of my way maybe to watch it again. Not right now, not this close, but I'd watch it next Christmas, no issue. <laughs> right. Uh, last one I got, the top five songs. Uh, Walking in a Winter Wonderland, one. White Christmas, wow. two. Wow. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, three. Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch, at four. Marshmallow World by Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin at five. <laughs> a hidden gem from our friend Justin. I, uh, honorable mention is Christmas Vacation from the beginning. Oh, Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Um, I don't think enough about Christmas music to be... Like, this is definitively the top five. Sure. Uh, we also, you know, this is back when we had week in advance mm-hmm. planning episodes. <laughs> I like... Feliz Navidad, Melakligimaka. Uh, uh, is it because they sounded funny to me as a kid? Sure, but they're fun. They're groovy. Uh, Blue Christmas is up there. Oh, I always forget about uh, the king. Even more modern Christmas songs. I'm not saying these are the best ones, but like Mistletoe by Justin Bieber is not bad at all. Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Oh, uh, but I, I, I really like the classics, though, like uh, Dean Martin, Perry Como, Bing Crosby voices of just classic ones. Uh, oh, Christmas Tree, Oh, Come, Oh, Come, Emmanuel. Oh, uh, dabbling into the, almost the ones you hear at church. Right. Uh, but, I mean, any classic I sure. enjoy. All I Want for Christmas is You, whether you're tired of it or not. I mean, it's a staple of the season. That's got to be high up. Uh, but, no, I just like Christmas music, the genre as a whole. Uh, Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys is one of my favorites as well. You probably didn't see that coming. Understandable. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, could I rank five that are my top five? Probably not, but... I'd love Christmas music in general, so why rank them? No. <laughs> what, what a beautiful take. Uh, that's all I have. It's good to see that we both 
stand about the same as we yeah. did uh, two years two ago. Two years ago on that fateful day. Wishing uh, everyone a happy Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas or happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. And uh, happy New Year. We'll be back in uh, hopefully around a month or a month and a half's time. We have not forgotten about you. Hopefully you have not forgotten about us. And we won't forget about our opinions for our next episodes. Mm, Season 5, right around the corner.